Welcome back to New World Next Week from the sunny climes of Western Japan. I am James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pawato from MediaMonarchy.com. I give them the freedom of choice, which seems to be a foreign concept in these parts of the country. We have got that story for you, plus $1,000 concerts. You knew I was going to cover that. But first, killer drone hunted down a human target without being told to. After a United Nations commission to block killer robot shutdown back in 2018, a new report from that international body now says the Terminator-like drones are now here. Last year, an autonomous weaponized drone hunted down a human target last year. They, they want you to know that it happened last year and attacked them without being specifically ordered to. This according to a report from the United Nations Security Council's Panel of Experts on Libya, published in March of 2021, it was then republished in New Scientist magazine and The Star. And of course, everything we talk about will be included down in the show notes, all the links to all the stories. The March 2020 attack was in Libya and perpetrated by a cargo to quadcopter drone produced by Turkish military tech company STM during a conflict between Libyan government forces and a breakaway military faction led by Khalifa Haftar, commander of the Libyan National Army. The Star reported all this, adding the Cargo 2 fitted with an explosive charge and the drone can be directed at a target in a kamikaze attack, detonating on impact. The drones were operating in a highly effective autonomous mode that required no human controller. And the report notes the lethal autonomous weapon systems were programmed to attack targets without requiring data connectivity between the operator and the munition. That's a lot of syllables to say the drones attacked on their own. In August of 2020, Human Rights Watch warned of the need for legislation against the killer robots, while New York City mayoral candidate Andrew Yang has called for a global ban on them, something both the U.S. and Russia are against. Both Spider-Man double memes pointing at each other are totally against it. Uh, that is the update. I didn't know uh, what uh, electoral show Andrew Yang was getting into, but I guess that's that's what that guy is up to now. James, when I see Human Rights Watch, though, and I see, of course, all these presidential candidates and, and showbiz people, I got a couple of counter notes for that. You talked to basically uh, it's a good one. Patrick Hennigson exposes the human rights industrial complex, and I think it gets into it's essentially the business. It's what we've talked about a lot, the non-governmental organizations. It's essentially the industry of acting like you're fighting for human rights. The other one to talk about, James, and again, both of these coming from your very website, the assassination of Gaddafi. Pop quiz, hot shot. What Nobel Peace Prize winner turned Libya into all of this? James? Oh, oh, good question. Oh, you got me on the hot seat here. Uh, was it Stalin, Mussolini, Hitler? No, no, they were nominated for the Peace Prize. They didn't oh, win it. Right. Um, maybe it was Kissinger. No, no, no. He won the Nobel Prize for not ending the Vietnam War and illegally bombing Cambodia. Uh, was it the UN peacekeepers? No, no, no. They won in 1988 before all that child sex rape stuff happened. Uh, or it was talked about anyway. Mm, oh, I got it. It was Obama. Yeah, Obama. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With the Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton. We came, we saw, he died. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, what a wonderful crew that was that utterly destroyed Libya, absolutely tore it to pieces and left it to rot 
like a dead carcass on the side of the road? Who cares? Because uh, that was yesterday's human rights concern, right? The poor Libyans being oppressed by Gaddafi. Let's blow up their country to smithereens and make sure that they have human slave markets operating there and then forget about it. Never report about it again, because who cares about Libya? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, with regards to this particular story. I think you hit the exact right note on your Morning Monarchy the other day on the Cyberspace War where you played the Slaughterbots video audio um, because, uh, yeah, that's, I think, the reference for this. And let me make a reference back to, again, something that we covered on New World Next Week in the fairly recent past. Spot's Rampage, yes, where, of course, those pranksters took the Spot Boston Dynamics robot, put a, strapped a paint gun to it and let you remote control it and go crazy in this room. Um, because, as they said at the time, you just look at these cute, cute little robot dogs and know that one day these will be used to kill people. Absolutely. Well, apparently that day has already happened. Not spot Boston Dynamics spot, of course. No, this military drone um, via, via Turkey um, has apparently independently targeted people for uh, assassination. And the, uh, the reporting on this story, I... I mean, even if we take it at face value, is still a little bit confusing. It seems to me that this, they're indicating that this was already pr programmed to attack a target, but there was no human in the loop that actually pushed the button to make the attack happen. They, it was just searching and destroying, and it found and located and destroyed the target. I, that's my sense of what this story is about. But anyway, it does not take a great deal of imagination to see how this will be applied in forward, going from here in various weapon systems that will be programmed, I'm sure, at some point by humans to to search for this type of target and attack on site. And then you let it go, and it goes, and it will do whatever it does. And, uh, I mean, obviously, this is the chilling vision of the future, especially when you combine it with other stories that have been reported along the way. Remember seven years ago when it came out that the NSA had used metadata to target uh, assassination drone strikes. They, they used metadata, which is this harmless stuff. Remember when the, all the NSA stuff came out and they said, no, 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 we're not listening to your calls. It's just metadata. Well, they were lying. They are listening and recording every communication. But on top of that, the metadata itself was being used to target particular people for strikes. So we can imagine a system in which the NSA is using all its metadata about you or corresponding with those evil, horrible conspiracy theorists, anti-vaxxers, whatever. Therefore, you are now the target of this weapon system. We, we push the go button and it goes and finds and kills you. Um, this is the, the future we're goose-stepping into. And yeah, exactly. Surprise, surprise. U.S. and Russia both vetoing any sort of move towards even what we know would be the fig leaf of, hey guys, this is illegal. We won't do this. F pinky swear, fingers crossed, you know, we're not going to do this. They won't even take that step, the absolute toothless UN resolution step, because they want this in their arsenal. I have joked for many years on my shows that essentially, and James, I don't know if you remember this, when the, <clears throat> the Chelyabinsk meteor hit Russia and it was this giant thing and we all got all this footage of it. It's like, why are these all from cars? Why are all the Russians have cameras in their cars? Oh, because the whole automotive insurance thing is a complete racket and you have to tape everything you do to prove that you were driving smart. I've joked for years on the show that I guess, oh, we'll all basically require guardian drone jewels that are around you at all times and will tape and prove that you weren't involved in 
whatever, you know, good or bad protest again, it will be forced to sort of take this on to try and maintain some sort of innocence in the police state. A couple other things, James, you and I were just joking before we started rolling tape about Ed 209 in the original RoboCop that when he comes to the steps, he, of course, goes, oh, and falls down. That's why Boston Dynamics, of course, probably had to work on all of that stuff. Job one was like, dude, we got to get a robot that won't, you know, stumble down the steps. I also mentioned to you a sort of jokey take about the military accidentally killing people with drones on an episode of the Showtime series Weeds from way back in 2007. That's before New World Next Week even started, James. And we are just getting started on this episode 449 of New World Next Week for our second story. Again, I got this sent to me in a lot of emails and a lot of tweets. But there was a part that was wrong. These Florida concert tickets are 18 bucks if you're vaccinated, $1,000 if you're not. And I got this sent to me. I got it emailed and tweeted, and I saw the picture myself. Look what No Effects is doing now. That band, they were in on the punks get the jab thing, and now this. And I believed it. Plot twist, you guys. It is not the band No Effects doing this $1,000 concert. Stupid Russian propaganda site RT just used a file photo for the article because it's basically this is what a punk band looks like with, you know, funny hair and stuff, even though there's a giant banner behind them that says no effects. So I have to just sort of repeat that and make that. This is not no effects. They're not even from Florida. A concert promoter in Florida came up with a creative way to encourage his community to get vaccinated by offering $18 discount tickets to an upcoming concert for those who have been vaccinated and charging $999.99 per ticket for those who have not. Ha, ha, ha. Paul Williams of Leadfoot Promotions in Tampa Bay, Florida, said he came up with the idea as vaccination appointments in his state have opened up to all, even the smallest children who, of course, don't need it left aside the needing a gene therapy shot anyway, <clears throat> while trying to plan a concert that people could safely enjoy after a year of living through a pandemic that shut down most live events with crowds. Quote, I also wanted it to be a vaccine drive to get the fence sitters off the fence. I wanted to get the kids that want to go to shows to go out and get their shots, end quote. Concert is set to take place on June 26th. Yeah, James, I hadn't even really thought of this. But of course, what's this going to do? This is going to set all the crazy balls into motion and fake left and fake right. This, of course, sets the stage for, hey, hopefully some violent confrontation between two supposedly opposing sides. Ugh. Concert set to take place June 26th at the VFW Post 39 venue in St. Petersburg. Again, a hilarious, you know, collaboration between, you know, military and super punk rock. So again, this ain't no effects. It's three bands that I ain't never heard of. And as you might know, I've heard of a couple of bands. I've never heard of these guys. Teenage Bottle Rocket, Make War, and Rutterkin. Some 250 discounted tickets for vaccinated patrons are on sale compared to just four 
$1,000 tickets. And of course, shocker, shocker, nobody's bought any of the $1,000 tickets. We're all vaccinated. We encourage everyone to get vaccinated so we can see you in the pit. Ryan Carlisle, singer and guitar player with the band Teenage Bottle Rocket, told Tampa ABC affiliate WFTS the response to his initiative from the local music scene. So now they make it sound like it's this band's initiative. And this again kind of gets to some of my questions about this, James. The response to his initiative from the local music scene has been overwhelmingly positive, William said. He's been receiving negative comments. Oh, I guess they are still talking about, are they talking about Ray Carlisle getting the text or are they talking about Paul Williams getting the text? James, again, that's the difficulty in the amazing world of mainstream journalism. You try and read an article and it doesn't make any syntax sense to you. So between one of these dudes, whether it's Paul Williams or the dude in the band, he's been receiving negative comments from a slew of anti-vaxxers who he said obtained his phone number and have been inundating him with spam messages. Remember, fake left loves doxing until, of course, it comes back to bite him in the butt. James, my main kind of question of this, at least going on the cliche of concert promoters, why would they give a crap? Why would concert promoters care about this at all? He wasn't, I mean, if, if selling 250 tickets was keeping him in business, he probably would have been out of business a long time ago. That's my question. Why the bribes in all these situations? Donuts and guns and lotto tickets for fake rights. How about maybe protests and dating apps and concerts for fake left? This level of mind control, James, is stunning. As we've say more and more often to each other and Brock and the rest of us. Hellscape, it just seems, again, like our, our friends and family have all been completely body-snatchered. James, this, of course, would definitely be a media monarchy type of story, and I'm, you know, I'm glad to give the people what they want. <laughs> just like this concert promoter, right? Well, exactly. in the most non-conspiratorial reading of it, at the very least, you can imagine a promoter who would do this specifically for the, the press. Because obviously it makes headlines, and here we are talking about it. So there you go. But um, yeah, again, the 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 fact that so much is swirling around this issue in particular obviously means there's a much larger agenda at play. But if you're watching this, you already know that. Um, now, to be fair, here's my hot take on this. I I am a person of what I like to think are consistent principles. So I think it's absolutely totally. Fine. Okay, if you are a concert promoter and you want to charge unvaccinated people $1,000 to go to your concert, fine. If you're a business owner and you want to bar anyone who wears black socks on a Wednesday from your business, fine. Or, you know, you must wear a bunch of grapes on your head in order to enter my store. Okay, set whatever stupid, crazy, dumb rules you want and go out of business because that's what's going to happen. But anyway, fine. Your choice. But since we're all dealing with consistent principles here, then of course the inverse is true, right? If there's a business owner that says, no masks in my store, that's perfectly fine, right? I'm sure the other side will absolutely grant that because I'm sure they're they're consistent with their principles too, right? Uh, we'll find out here in about 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> James, just to wrap up this story, I would be really interested to start, and I didn't have the time or the, the ability to kind of dig into this, Sidebar, I also find most search engines trying to find anything. We've talked about this. Trying to find anything on the Internet anymore is pretty much a fool's errand. It's all basically become a giant mess. 
you know, kind of like if you wanted to try and search for anything about Bill Gates, all you get is divorce, tabloid crap. They constantly drop hay bales on our needles. I would be really interested to find out how long Lead Foot Promotions has actually been around and who this Paul Williams guy is. Anybody in the Tampa Bay, Florida area, hit me up, james at mediamonarchy.com. Did this company start last year? Was he selling Rockefeller medicine as a promoter before this? I am speculating, but it does kind of make my, my indie sense tingle, James. So we'll get to our final story on this episode 449 of New World next week with possibly another speculation. You've got yours and I've got mine. What, what if this final story here could lead to a more voluntarist society. California restaurant owner tax on $5 fee for customers who refuse to remove their masks. The owner of a Mendocino, California restaurant is penalizing customers who wear masks inside. $5 fee added to orders placed while wearing a face mask. Reads the sign posted in the windows and at the register at Fiddleheads Cafe. The fine print reads that also, anyone overheard bragging about having been vaccinated will also get hit with another $5 charge. Customers either love it or hate it, said owner Chris Castleman in an email to NBC Bay Area News, which we will include the link to that. But of course, run it through archive.is so we don't give Comcast any extra traffic there. Again, Comcast News, NBC, you know, it's Disney News. That's, that's who owns all of this. Chris Castleman said the fee is ultimately considered an optional donation, which goes to charities assisting victims of domestic abuse, which is, of course, one of the numerous things which has gotten way, 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 way worse during the scamdemic. And again, James, do you think the other side would give the same leeway like this? Oh, it was just kind of a publicity stunt. I bet my butt that that punk rock promoter will immediately go, sweet, I got $1,000. I can't believe some sucker did it. But Chris Castleman says about his restaurant, there are people who refuse to pay it. I guess a $5 donation to charity is too much to ask of them. Others have gladly paid it, knowing that it goes to a good cause. I don't force anyone to pay. I give them freedom of choice, which seems to be a foreign concept in these parts of the country, Castleman added. And this isn't the first time. He has, of course, trolled the normies, posting signs in April which read, throw your masks in our trash bin and get 50% off your order, as well as... Get your free COVID-19 vaccine card here, accompanied by a photocopy of what appeared to be a COVID-19 vaccination record. So if corporations are people, which of course are, you know, black-robed, unelected, nine have ruled, why can't the, the their body, their choice work that way as well? Like you said, James, a bar might still want to have cigarette smoking. A baker might not want to bake a thing for you. And why you would want some hateful spite cake still is beyond me. But again, the hypocrisy in this idiocracy, James, is just it's stunning. Absolutely. And I think it's apparent to all and uh, or should be by this point. So when we were talking about this week's episode and I was thinking about what I wanted to cover, I was thinking about the JPS cyber attack um, that just went through and the shutdown of the food supply. Obviously a huge story that touches on a lot of important issues. Thankfully, Christian Westbrook, Ice Age Farmer, has been covering that story, and I think people should check out his coverage of that. Another story that occurs to me that would be interesting to talk about, Amazon U.S. customers have one week to opt out of mass wireless sharing, talking about the Ring security cameras and Echo speakers that are now going to be turned into a massive shared wireless network. 
Um, again, important. But I decided on this story because I think we do need a little bit of something nice on one of these stories every week so that we don't descend into the utter despair of hellscape and that we remember that the power resides with us and our choices and decisions. And that includes the business owners out there who have a part to play in this. And this goes right back to what I was talking about in Solutions Watch a couple of weeks ago with uh, Bicots. Clearly, this is, I mean, if you are physically, geographically in that area, I hope you would be supporting businesses like the Fiddleheads Cafe or other similar businesses in your area that you know are doing this because these people are literally, they are putting it on the line. Um, This cafe in particular was closed down for various periods last year because they would not conform to various mandates and tell their employees that they had to wear a mask. So they have been closed down. They've been subjected to fines. They are not going to win the accolades of anyone in the mainstream world for taking a stand like this, but here they are, and they're still doing it, and they're showing it is our choice. Yes, I mean, we are going to choose to put this $5 donation to charity, uh, uh, tag it on for people who are not going to take off their mask, and you can choose. It's your choice. You You don't have to come to our store if you don't want that. That's fine. That's your choice, and that is ultimately what this needs to be about us making choices. And here's an example of how it can be done. And you better believe the police are going to step in and tell them what they can and can't do, but let it come and make an example of it. Oh yeah? Okay, come and force me and everyone will see what is happening. And so I am absolutely hats off to business owners like this that are taking this kind of stand and putting their businesses on the line. The thing that they have worked presumably their their whole life on creating, they're putting it on the line. And I hope people will support businesses like that. And if you don't know how or why that should happen, go back to my Bicots episode and rewatch that because I think there's some important ideas there. And there's only going to be a handful of folks who are going to get rescued by the big bar stool sports and the bigger places who will kind of come in and say, we'll pay your $10,000 fines for you. That is the rarity. And again, the thing that gets all the headlines, but not a bunch of follow-up. James, speaking of uh, business owners, I'm sure you've heard from YouTube and Patreon inviting you back to their platforms now since it's apparently socially acceptable to say what we've been saying for the last year and a half about the scamdemic. Uh, what, oh, no, they, they haven't reached out to you. Oh, I'm super shocked. I guess we'll continue to build new ways without them like super old ways. My post office box here in the States to support our work, one or both of us, if you don't do the digital money thing, Of course, you can find all that info down in the show notes to the post office box. If you didn't know, I stream news, music, memes, and more Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 Mountain Time at MediaMonarchy.com. And I also play the exclusive audio of your brand new New World Next Week episodes on Thursday mornings here in the States after my Morning Monarchy broadcast. That would be before the video has been published anywhere and then censored anywhere. James, our last week's New World Next Week episode was... I don't know that I even realized it had been fully published until you were telling me, oh, yeah, they already struck it down. Yeah. And that's a strike. Yeah, that's a that's an official strike. So I've been in the penalty box for one week, unable to upload to my YouTube secondary channel. Um, but, I, you know, I mean, whatever. We don't need to explain this to people. If you 
are only getting me on my YouTube secondary channel because my main channel was deleted, <laughs> then there's no hope for you and you will never learn. So anyway, you were never part of my real audience. If you are watching this, I, I think the strike is expired now, so I think I can upload this video to YouTube now. We'll try. And it will probably get struck, and then I'll have two weeks to wait, and then the third strike and the channel will be gone. I'm telling you, my secondary channel is going to be deleted in the not-so-distant future. But people already know that. So anyway, if you're part of my, the real audience that is not watching me on YouTube, then you don't need to hear any of that. Anyway, thank you, James, for helping put this together, and I'm looking forward to doing it again next week. Always, buddy. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care.